The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It does not reflect the views or opinions of my university or its affiliates. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus podcast as we wrap up the wedding celebration the nuptials of Christine and David Woolley, as they will be known throughout the process of this episode. I'm really excited to talk about this. This was a much more emotional experience than I really had anticipated, and I'm a pretty emotionally open guy, but I don't consider myself over-emotional, if that makes sense. I don't tend to react to fictional things all that emotionally. However, this is not fiction in the traditional sense. This is a very real wedding between two very real people, including one of which has been a part of my life parasocially for over 10 years now, which is kind of funny because when I describe my investment in this show, I always contextualize by saying I've been connected to the Brown family longer than I've known my wife. (laughs) You know, this is a long-term relationship in a sense. So that's all just to say Let's see how this goes. Let's see how well I keep it together as I recount this stuff. But as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, those of you that follow me on Facebook at The Sister Wives Professor. And especially, as always, thank you to everyone who supports me at patreon.com slash The Sister Wives Professor. Let's talk about episode two of Christine and David's wedding celebration. We open with some Utah footage, and the caption says it is the wedding day. Here we go. There's some drone footage of the altar and all the chairs set up. It all looks lovely. It's a nice sunny day, just what you want for an outdoor wedding. Christine wearing jeans and her white top from the end of last episode with Madison, Isabel, Truly, etc., all in their dresses. So Christine, the only one dressed casually at this point, as she says, time to put on the dress. You guys ready? She clasps her hands in excitement. And her daughter's woo! Christine reveals her dress by opening up the garment bag. She sticks her tongue out in happiness. Some camera flashes go off, and the girls whoop! Some more very exciting moment. In a talking head, Christine says it's her wedding day and laughs with just joy, eyes closed. The director asks Christine how she's feeling, and she says just excited. And she sounds she sounds overwhelmed, but overwhelmed with happiness. She says again that she's excited, says they've been working so hard, and now she can sit back and enjoy more laughter. She just keeps repeating how excited she is, and she certainly, certainly sounds it. McKelty, in the changing room, the sort of bridal suite, asks her mom, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many people get to see her naked? I'm not sure that that question even made sense. Christine bent over, fussing with her wedding dress, and says, Everyone out, thank you so much. I love you all. <laughs> very, very uh, constructive mom speak. She doesn't even look up at anyone. Quite quite assertive, quite confident that, yeah, everybody's got to go. <laughs> David, in a talking head, talks about walking with all the boys to go get ready, and we see this happen. David, by the way, is wearing an all-black suit, no tie. And you know I'm not a big fan of the suit jacket with no tie. He's got a black shirt on, black suit jacket black pants, sunglasses. David Woolley looks like million dollar cash money. Holy crap. Like I would marry this man. If he looks like drip, 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 you know what I mean? Drip to the max, as the kids say. Just 
dude looks like a million bucks. I don't know. On my best day, I couldn't do one tenth of this. Well done, David. He says he was blown away that he's getting married. That was a weird way he phrased it. He says, who's getting married? Oh, crap, it's me. And David, by the way, I don't think, especially compared to like Christine, I don't think David is super camera ready. But how could he be, to be fair to him? I, I get what he means. Tony talking to David says it's a package deal if you want the girl. And I don't know if he meant the cameras following him around or the family or something else. We kind of missed some context there, but David doesn't look bothered. Madison lets us into Christine's bridal suite. Christine is being doted on by Aspen, McKelty, and Isabel while Maddie's daughter wanders around. Christine looks lovely. Let me just say that. She looks lovely. McKelty suggests that they all button her up or zip her up together, all the girls, which I thought was really sweet, really thoughtful kind of thing to do. And Aspen specifically invites Madison to help, which was also very thoughtful. Christine walks around a bit, getting her bearings, having her makeup touched up. She says she never knew she'd get this. Christine really seems to be just in awe of the breadth of the wedding experience she's having. Photos are being taken of Christine and the girls, lots of broad smiles on everyone's face. She announces that she's going to go get married to big cheers and truly even bends over yelling, yeah, which I loved. We see folks assembling outside, taking their seats. Aspen hugs David, saying that she's freaking excited. David says that Katie and Reagan, his daughters, will walk him down the aisle. And now we see David and Christine on the couch together. David is shaking his open hands, saying he was so excited to marry you to Christine. Again, something I noticed about David that I like is that he always speaks to Christine. He doesn't look at the camera and say, I'm so excited to marry Christine. I'm so excited to marry her. No, he always looks at her directly and addresses her, says, I'm so excited to marry you. Might be a small thing, but it really stood out to me. Christine just beams with this open mouth smile, obviously very happy. David's daughters walk him down the aisle, and then a procession of many people, including lots of smaller kids, led by older folks, follow. I assume these are daughters, grandchildren, and etc. There's nothing like a little kid, by the way, especially a little boy dressed up in like suspenders and a bow tie. Like, forget about it. Rex, Christine's father, is being helped down the aisle. Janelle, Savannah, and an invisibly emotional Gabe are watching this while seated. Truly, once again, brutally iconic in her sunglasses, a dark dress, and blue hair. Everything that I want to manifest for my little girl as she grows up is, is really being represented by Truly Brown. Truly, by the way, is carrying the rings on a pillow. Hayden walks Christine with a serene smile on his face. He looks quite pleased. David sees her. He almost, I think, instinctively took a brief step backward, as if he's like physically impacted by the sight of her. I cried at this moment. I'm not right now, but I, I literally, I, I teared up at this. And, oh, <laughs> no, here we go. I'm fine. David recounts this by saying the moment she comes walking out was, there's my goddess, there's my queen, my unicorn. Christine smiles broadly, then centers into more of a, an emotional closed mouth smile as he continues to elaborate on this on the couch next to her. David, once again, never says, he always says you, never her, even when he's not talking to her directly. He says it was magical, gestures towards her, saying there's a major connection that he just can't explain. Peyton walking his mother, Peyton's clearly emotional, says to his mother, he's a good man. And Christine kind of looks taken aback in a good way by this. She says thanks to Peyton with a lot of emotion in her voice. David subtly and silently laughing with joy as Christine approaches the altar. David goes down the steps to greet her, which was another small but really, I think, powerful touch. Hayden brings Christine over to Rex, her father. 
On the couch Christine is describing, turning the corner and the breath of fresh air, the love of her life, everything she wanted. She sounds very serious, very intent. Happy, yes, but like more emphatic about just how much she felt this way, that this was important to her to say all this. Christine hugs her dad, and he says to her that this is a wonderful day. Janelle describes being really emotional when she saw Rex taking Christine's arms, says she doesn't know why. She says that Rex has always been a huge advocate for their faith, which, yeah, yeah, you could, that is, that is, <laughs> that, that is absolutely one way to put that. Definitely. That is accurate. She says it's wonderful, though, that he's here for Christine, who chose to do something different, which I think is a really important and really valid point Janelle is making. Janelle says if he'd been upset, that that would have been hard. Janelle laces her fingers together, says he's not, he's here. She says this with real weight, describing the importance of it. I think the lacing of the fingers subconsciously was indicating these people coming together and bridging differences. David hugs Christine, calls her beautiful and gorgeous. She's quite overcome, and they take the steps to the altar together, which, once again, small detail, but I think really important. David seemingly leans in for a kiss real quick, and Christine laughs at him and says, you can't do that yet, and he laughs too, saying he knows. David's son-in-law, Corbin, sort of gathers himself to officiate the, the actual wedding ceremony. Corbin, in his voice, he sounds nervous, which, you know, fair enough refers to himself as the favorite son-in-law, but then realized he was just the shortest, making them look taller, to some polite laughter from the crowd. Far be it for me to judge this man's performance officiating this wedding, I will just say, and I say this with as much kindness as I, as I can, I would not lead an officiation of a wedding by talking about myself, even if it was self-deprecating humor. To my taste, and in my opinion, that's not why you're there. You're not there to draw attention to yourself. A toast, I get. Even then, though, I'm not real crazy about wedding toasts that are about the person toasting instead of the couple, but especially the ceremony itself. I, I, I get trying to be self-deprecating. I get trying to kind of warm up the crowd. It just wasn't for me. Corbin, to his credit, does quite well overall. I, I was quite impressed with him. He's very poetic, sincere. I think he might have even alluded vaguely to the TV show without referencing it directly by mentioning that posts and snapshots don't tell the true story of how incredible the two of them are. Madison and the crowd already tearing up. Christine is captioned at this point because it's too quiet for me to hear calls David so handsome as they're on the altar. Corbin praises David for his dedication to others, his resilience after his first wife's death. Very affecting stuff to me. Calls Christine a queen and perfect for David. Corbin starts to recount a story from Isabel, and Christine seems genuinely surprised by this. I don't know that she knew that this was going to happen. She even looks away into the crowd, I think, to find Isabel. He reads Isabel's words about Christine preaching empathy to others, like her friends who might not have been particularly kind to Isabel, that she preached empathy and understanding of them. And David nods silently at this. Corbin continues, and Christine laughs periodically with just happiness bubbling up within her says he'd ask them to take each other's hands, but they already have. And Christine audibly laughs at this. That it, was, it was cute. Corbin, now he, he's, in, he's kind of in the public speaking zone. He, he's gotten his footing. He's smooth and calm in tone. Asks David if he takes Christine with a slight shake of the head for emphasis. David says, oh, yes, I do. And Christine laughs happily. He asks Christine if she takes David. And she nods and says, with all my heart, yes, I do. Laughs again, even louder than before. Truly gives them the rings, and she says, you deserve the best mother, and <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I gave my mother away when she got remarried. If that, if that explains anything, I don't think I need to justify anything. This just, yeah, this just, just, just takes me back. I was around Truly's age when I did it. So whatever, whatever. Moving on. Truly says to her mom, I told you to go on purpose. And she and Christine embrace. She hugs David as well, exits the altar by <laughs> waving her hands dramatically. As always, Truly being the queen of the universe. On the couch, Christine is smiling, but almost kind of, I, I wouldn't say apologetic, but definitely serious. It says all of her kids are protective of her. And David gives a big smile. Christine says that Truly hugging him in front of everyone shows that she accepts and loves David. I'm not going to get into the Gwen thing because Gwen, obviously her presence or lack of presence was noted. Gwen has gone on record stating why she didn't attend the wedding. Far be it for me to say that Gwen is not telling the truth. I have no reason to believe she's not. This was just one of the moments though that her lack of presence became notable to me. Aspen is emotional in the crowd, by the way, as Christine and David exchange rings, and her husband Mitch, by her side, is just beaming, really big, genuine smile from Mitch, which I thought was really nice. David puts her ring on with a touch of difficulty, but not too bad. Christine laughs and sighs in contentment. Corbin refers to them as soulmates and marries them, and they kiss. David kicks a leg femininely, like lifts a leg as they're kissing, which I, I love this. I thought this was incredibly charming. Aspen in the crowd clearly loves it. So does McKelty. Christine reflects on this afterwards. All she could think about was kissing him. David, with his usual dry tone, says, women always lift their leg. I'm going to do it because it was a magical moment. And Christine is very happy. They, they show it again, the producers do, in slow motion. And Christine breaks big, big laughter. She says she didn't even know until after when they told her. I just, I just love this whole thing. I found it very charming. They raise each other's arms on the altar, and Christine cheers to huge applause. Everyone, you know, gets to their feet, as is customary when they walk by. Rex, Christine's father, reaches out to shake David's hand and exchanges I love yous with him. Tellingly and impressively, David refers to Rex as sir, out of respect. David also quietly can be heard going, where do we go now? <laughs> on the couch, David calls it everything he could imagine and more calls her dress, and he pauses for emphasis. Hot. Gorgeous. Nothing wrong with that. Christine loved it. David again quietly, slowly, intently recounting how happy he was in those moments, and Christine calls it amazing. They're looking at each other, not the camera. Christine finally turns to the camera, though, and smiles. We see some footage of Flagstaff, and oh, God, we're going to see Robin and Cody. All right, fine. I was in... I was in such a good mood. All right, fine. No, no problem. They're discussing cutting down trees. I don't know if the trees were sick or if they're just clearing land, but Robin jokes that they're mad at Cody, which he agrees. He says they wanted to live. I don't know. I don't know if they were sick trees or whatever. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cody says that the wedding is none of his business. He's quite intense as he says this. He says Christine doesn't need his permission and shakes his head for emphasis. He sounds serious but so far he doesn't actually sound all that sincere. I'm not saying he doesn't mean it, but I do think he means it. I just mean it's, it's this is not coming like easily to him. Does that make sense? Like He knows that this is true more than this is just an easy thing for him to say. So his only concern would be his kids being safe within that relationship. And it sounds like they're old enough to be fine, but he lifts his pitch like that to denote not being entirely sure. And he kind of shakes his head and says, he met David once, he doesn't know anything. And vocally, he sounds like he's kind of washing his hands of it, like he's not upset, sort of run out of things to say, which turns out is not true. Robin is watching him blinking a lot, which belies, I think, some anxiety on her part. 
Cody sounds more sincere now, or at least like he's doing a better job of manifesting it. As he says, he wishes them all the happiness that life can give them. He says it's his honest feeling. That's it. But he's Cody Brown and he can't help himself. He could have just stopped right there, but he keeps going, raises his volume in his voice, a little bit more heat in his voice. He says it's hard for it not to be on his mind. They had, and he squints in concentration as he says, 25 years? Robin, by the way, still just her nonverbals just look miserable. Her eyes are downcast. She's bent over toward the ground a bit while he's speaking. Cody gets self-conscious, saying he's just going to keep talking until the cameras go, and Robin grabs him, puts on a very performative, forced smile, says, give me a kiss, mmm, and as she's kissing Cody, waves the cameras away. I think Robin is miserable. I think Robin hates this. I think Cody, I'm just guessing, I think Cody has been very, very difficult to be around for quite some time. And I think Robin has had to hear no end of Cody's evolving, mixed feelings, to say the least, about Christine's wedding. Robin on the couch now, with a faraway look in her eyes, asks rhetorically, does plural marriage even really work? Interesting question. Valid question at this point. Back in Moab, Utah, at the Red Cliffs Lodge, where the wedding is taking place, Christine is trying to arrange photos based upon whose kids are not melting down, which is a smart move. Christine says they wanted as many photos as possible because they love doing things together. Christine and David are both trying to corral people, give directions to everyone they need at any given point for specific photos. McKelty, not being very helpful, shouts very loudly, what's with all the segregation? This is more just not necessary stuff. She starts, I think, jokingly barking orders about where people should go. I'm not trying to hammer McKelty. That's really not my goal. I just don't think she's being appropriate. I think she has hurt feelings about a lot of things or at the very least, mixed emotions, and I think they're coming out in ways that just weren't necessary. A confessional with Madison, Caleb, and Hunter again. Caleb quite animated, and I think with like a pleased surprise in his voice, as David's family, more than half the time, are there talking to folks in an effort to get to know others, which Hunter verbally agrees with, as does Madison. Caleb wide-eyed, he gestures outwardly, asking, holy crap, where have you been our entire life? Madison acts this out with a put-on voice, pointing around saying, are you doing this after? Are you doing this after? Illustrating David's family being very involved, very social, very interested. And Caleb acts out being surprised by all this positivity and interest. There's a lot of subtext here that nobody really goes ahead and says, but they're contrasting with someone or some people. Are they trying to contrast this with Robin's family? Are they trying to contrast this with someone else? I really don't know. That would be my first guess but I can't say just because they don't give enough context here for me to be confident saying that that's what they're trying to do. Aspen now in a confessional says with her mom getting remarried, she looks at polygamy a bit different. Aspen, by the way, has a really unique sort of vocalic way of speaking. She's very playful. She oftentimes has a questioning tone to her voice and a lot of, of, I don't want to say nervous laughter, but she's quite giggly and kind of silly. And sort of fluid in her body movement too when she's speaking. She's just a, she's just harder to read than most people for that reason. She shrugs and says polygamy wasn't good for her mom. And she catches herself though and says, in the end, she says it was good for a while, which I thought was quite diplomatic. Isabel echoes this, saying they got divorced, but they had a beautiful life together. Isabel says that she would never want to live polygamy. And she loses some warmth in her voice. She's more serious now. She does say she's thankful that she grew up in a polygamous household calls all the moms and her siblings amazing. There's more shouting, more corralling for photos, and we cut to Gabe and Savannah on the couch together. Gabe, without making eye contact to the camera, says that polygamy is a beautiful lifestyle for those that are 
And he pauses. He says, that desire it. Savannah says, those who believe in it. She says, she'd never be able to make it work. There's a huge assembly of lots of family woolies and browns, all cheering in unison. Very fun. McKelty, now doing a confessional, says it was Vegas where her views on polygamy really shifted. She puts this in direct contrast with her mom's year being with David, which she says has been everything Christine wants and deserves. McKelty's eyes are moving around. I think she's thinking and putting her words together. Says that it's obvious to tell that something was wrong if it's so perfect now. She smiles broadly, calling polygamy honestly a terrible idea. And I think that she's smiling specifically to denote that she has no apology, that she is quite serious and, like I said, just is not going to apologize for making this kind of bold, critical statement. She also calls her family a blessing, but says that polygamy wasn't fair to her parents, including her father, says no one got what they needed out of a marriage. She compares it to her seven year marriage to Tony. And she says that she knows what her moms and her dad deserve, and polygamy isn't it. She does hedge a little bit, saying it's just her. So I think there's some softening at the end to, to make it a bit kinder. More photo taking with Christine, quite clearly saying Janelle needs to be near her, needs to be near Christine. They hug for photos warmly with big smiles. Janelle gets emotional and tells folks to stop and sort of fans herself. More hugs for photos with Christine. On the couch, Janelle says there will be many happy years between Christine and David going forward. And hey, we have Mary. Hi, Mary. She says she loves the idea that Christine has found David. Mary is quite calm, quite intent in her words, not over the top, doesn't seem like she's faking anything. She calls her place in life really good, happy with what she's doing. She emphasizes that she is completely anticipating she will find somebody. She shrugs and says it'll be somebody who really loves her too. With a little humor, she says it's a matter of when and how it works out. She's very matter-of-fact, though, and says it's something that she looks forward to. Again, Mary, very measured, very calm, very reasonable. I would say at peace, really, with this. I think, I think if anything, I think she finds Christine's love story inspiring and maybe giving her some hope, which she should have. She deserves hope. Christine taking photos with individual kids now. Thanks, Isabel, for the words recounted during the ceremony as they embrace for a photo. David makes Christine stand downhill a bit so he can be taller, which Christine calls bull stuff. He agrees, calls it the same thing. At least he owns it. Janelle, I don't know if it's a slam on Robbins sitting on the porch with her sister wives comment from season 18. Let me know what you think. But Janelle says she sees them on the porch with rocking chairs with grandkids and kids. Caleb compliments the sassy leg lift David did during their kiss on the altar and David smiles. Caleb even puts a hand on his shoulder, denoting fondness. Haptics, the, the science of touch, it's a big way we indicate how comfortable we are or how we feel about someone. Janelle now is recounting Christine laying out that she has a sister wife and all these kids to David, and David saying, okay, cool, matter-of-factly. Janelle once again laces her fingers together to demonstrate coming together. She says, it's good, it feels good, they're whole. The family still has an identity. She even says with some real seriousness, any children not there currently can join them and be so welcome. I, I did denote some sadness in Janelle's voice. I do think it's painful not to have all the kids there. Was she referring to Gwen? Was she referring to Robin's kids? Both? I don't know. You can interpret that however you want. I think really it probably all of the above. I think Janelle really wanted to emphasize that like no matter what goes on with the parents, she cares about these kids and wants these kids to be with everyone else if they choose that. We see the Red Cliffs Lodge 
including a cask or a wine barrel where folks had signed it with well wishes for the couple, which I love this idea so much. <laughs> I love it. I've never seen it before. Folks are eating, dancing, including little Avalon and Evie, tiny little girls dancing on the dance floor alone. I see Tony's mom cuddling one of Tony and McKelty's twins. Christine is every woman at some point removing her high heels and calling herself done. She says she'll shove them under the table, which David seems supportive of. McKelty and Christine embrace warmly. McKelty quietly says she's so happy for her in this very genuine, serious tone. They're face-to-face, very close, still hugging. McKelty twice says he's incredible. His family's cool. Christine grits her teeth in excitement, saying, I know! It's a very affirming moment between them. David sits at the table, alone with Christine, and feeds her a piece of orange, I think? Is this a thing? Is this like a good luck at weddings thing? I googled it. I couldn't find anything definitive. Did y'all eat oranges at a wedding? Is it, I, I'm open to it. I just didn't know what was going on. David embraces Hunter over a table and they shake hands. Hunter, emotional, tells him he couldn't get anyone better as he looks at Christine. He then flexes and jokes, I won't call you dad, and they all laugh together. He, he makes it very clear it's a joke, says he loves him. And Christine then recounts this loudly to Madison. I do think Hunter was being funny. I don't think it's entirely a joke, but I don't think it's negative either. I think, you know, whatever, maybe it was just humor. Maybe it was just a tiny little bit of establishing, you know, that he still cares about his father more than I think any sort of rebuke of David. Let me put it that way. Aspen at the reception greets everyone with a microphone, being her usual awkward, endearing self. She asks, isn't this a beautiful wedding? And there are cheers, but Aspen pauses and says, wow, rude. As I guess McKelty chose to say something disconfirming. And at this point, I'm really done being nice about this. I think that that was really crappy. I, I just, just don't. I don't think that's funny. I don't think it's a joke. I think any one or two of these instances wouldn't be that much of a pattern. And I would just go, okay, you know, people make mistakes. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Aspen, though, just brutally titanium dunks on McKelty, saying, that's why you're not speaking, which gets a good old classroom, ooh, including from Christine. David laughs. Janelle smiles on the couch, calling the two sisters, meaning McKelty and Aspen, close, but they throw jabs at each other. I'd say in this case, this was more Aspen kind of shutting down inappropriate public behavior. Aspen introduces herself to the crowd, says she's excited for Christine, but very excited for herself. Says her huge family got so much bigger. Says Christine gets younger with age and with David acts like a child. Not a big reaction to that line from the crowd. She does compliment how David lets her be herself. And they all cheers. They all toast couple. Katie, David's oldest daughter, now speaks. Says she's the reason they're together as she manifested this. Christine nods and agrees. She says, yes, girl. She reenacts running to her husband's office yelling, she's single. Talks about her husband being confused says that she didn't know Christine, but she knew that she'd be good for her dad. Now on the couch with Christine, David says Katie mentioned that Christine was single. He told Katie that she had messaged him. Says Katie was more excited than anyone. David reveals that he set up his own dating profile, and Christine seems quite shocked. I guess they hadn't talked about this before. She says, you did good, boy. Picked good photographs. Great profile. Very cute. I'm guessing that's important. I mean, I've been on dating websites years and years ago, but you got to pick the right photos. You know, you want to be flattering. You don't want to, you don't want to sell something that doesn't, that's not real. You know what I mean? You don't want to misrepresent, but you don't want to put your best face forward, no pun intended. 
Evelyn, David's mom, is now giving a toast with David supporting her physically. Christine does a little dance when Evelyn refers to her as her daughter, kisses Evelyn on the head, and Evelyn makes a kiss face toward her too. It's very sweet. Evelyn, with a lot of emotion, wishes them both happiness. David says he'd asked his mom to speak, and she'd initially refused before ultimately agreeing. She says she calls her daughter now, which pleases her. And David flatly says he's David still, not son. He laughs, and she calls it embarrassing. My personal hero, Christine's mom, Annie, says that Christine has been and is still a fairy tale princess. And Christine says yes to this affirmingly, which makes Annie smile. Annie calls Christine a warrior who does battle, and people have to reckon with her. Very empowering, emphatic speech. Annie gets emotional describing Christine. This is powerful stuff to me. These women have both been through the ringer due to polygamy and exiting polygamy. And Annie thanks both Christine and David for being who they are. Christine gets up and hugs her mom to cheers. This was probably the single most emotional moment for me. Janelle on the couch calls it a beautiful scene, says the weather was perfect, and she's not wrong. Janelle even praises the meal. Christine and David take some photos on the altar, very lovey together, lots of smiles and kissing, very sweet. Janelle talks about this, steepling her fingers, and talks about how openly affectionate they are. Refers to it as a healing balm soothing the harm that Cody inflicted. This felt like an interesting time to invoke Cody. This, this show, you know, Cody's a part of the show. You, you can't just ignore him in this context. But it was just interesting to tie Cody and I guess the lack of physical affection they had, especially as I just reviewed episode five of season two, where Cody and Christine are quite physically affectionate. Now, that doesn't mean that Janelle's wrong. I don't think she is. That's just anecdotal, right? Brief instances. But it, it was just an interesting thing. Janelle goes even further, talks about how Cody has said that he wasn't attracted to Christine and found her gross. And she, invoking me, Adam, the person on this podcast, and my actual real-life feelings curses him out, let me put it that way. A lot of you listen to this podcast around your kids. I won't repeat what she says, but if you go back and watch it, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Her voice breaks with emphasis and exasperation, saying, I mean, you have six children. Says, not cool. Not true. Not cool. But David came in and fixed all that. Janelle quite fired up. Mary says Christine deserves it, especially after the last couple of years, and also references all the things that Cody has said. She says that, she deserves someone who really loves her. I want to emphasize that Mary sounds very serious and very sincere. Anyway, they are introduced as Mr. and Mrs. David and Christine Woolley for the first time. Big cheers, applause, they kiss each other. Cody back on the couch, once again looking like he's dressed in his Great Value brand Miami Vice cosplay. Says Christine had hopes of having a soulmate experience and put a lot of emotional energy into it. He says she did something magical that drew that to her, and he sounds balanced and even empathetic in his tone of voice. Says they may be that match made in heaven, and he hopes they have a wonderful day. Huh. All right, fair enough. David tells Christine that she's a great dancer, and she laughs, and she says that they had to take dance lessons together for this occasion so he'd be comfortable, and they do dance together. Christine, in her face, looks very at peace. That, that's the word, I think the best word I can use to describe her. She looks peaceful. After their dance, David laughs very loudly with the most emotion I've maybe seen from him yet. Just, just joyous. They hug, exchange I love yous. David dances with his mother and tells his mother that he loves her. They both say that they wish dad was here. 
Christine beckons her Isabel and they dance together. Christine says that David suggested to dance with her daughter since her father is too sick. Hard not to notice once again that, that Gwen is gone. It's a big group hug with Christine and her present daughters, you know, her daughters that are there on the dance floor. With David on the couch, Christine says there was a huge vision to have this group of women all dancing, all the daughters, David's daughters. Christine pulls girls onto the dance floor, illustrating this. Hunter is shaking his head, happy, saying Christine is so much fun. He points repeatedly with one hand and then another saying, you're having fun, you're having fun. And Madison next to him in this confessional smiles broadly with an open mouth. I noticed Logan's wife, Michelle, by the way, is one of the women on the dance floor, which I thought was nice. Nice to see her. Been a while. Gabriel on the couch says, quite frankly, he's never seen Christine as happy as when she's interacting with David. Savannah, throughout this whole thing on the couch, seems quite subdued, and this is not different. She's looking at Gabe, not at the camera. Gabe very carefully says no slight to his father. He says that they really tried, gave it a hard go, and they did love each other. Savannah looks just downcast, serious, and she nods at this very, very slightly, almost imperceptibly. Christine says all the weddings she's attended with their entire family, dancing is what people look forward to. Me too. This might surprise you about me too. I love dancing. I love dancing at weddings. I am not, by any means, calling myself a good dancer. That is entirely different. I am saying I am someone who enjoys dancing, especially at weddings. We cut to Mary on the couch saying that in the Brown family, and then she laughs, saying the family we have all recently extracted ourselves from. I just recently got an email, you know who you are, who pointed out to me, and I agree with this, that Mary tends to laugh when she's got like, you know, some difficult emotion. Mary loves her gallows humor, smiling and laughing at herself, steadies herself, calms down, talks about how there's always a lot of dancing. Cody with some real warmth and genuine humor, he seems quite emotional even, says he's sad to miss out on the Brown family mosh pit. Enthusiastically, he calls it so much fun. He, he sounds very serious. He sounds very sincere. Hayden dances with his mom and dips her. Robin is on the couch saying that Cody always wants to dance, but she insists that they will take a dance class first now, and she raises an arm upright in front of her, says that when they dance, she becomes the pole, and she circles her hand around and around, says he just dances around her. Is Cody a stripper in this metaphor? I'm not sure I understood. I, I know what she's saying. She's saying that Cody doesn't dance with her, he just dances around her. You can't help but feel like that's a metaphor for Cody Brown in general, right? That the people around him, wives in particular, I'll, I'll go there, wives in particular are props for him to illustrate things about himself. Like, like, like Cody's life is a stage and his wives are props and he's putting on a show for the world rather than genuinely existing. I don't know. That's how I feel. David, not sure what a flash mob is, tries to explain that one started going on around them on the dance floor. Amazing. David's got some amazing boomer dad energy that I find vaguely comforting, and I don't know what that says about me. Footage of the flash mob on the dance floor. Christine speaks. I think she says something like, this is amazing. She covers her mouth in surprise at the semi-coordinated dancing going on. It's quite a sight. People do some coordinated movements, mostly out of sync, but, but still. Christine, very wide-eyed, calls it a dream come true to David. And the highlight was Christine's mom, Annie. Once it's done, Annie like bounces up and down with joy. She's so happy. It's just nice. It's just nice to see these people so happy. After the dance is done, there's a huge group hug for Christine and David. Isabel announces by a microphone that they're going to cut the cake, or cakes, as I see at least three cakes. They look very nice. Very current, very fashionable, as far as I can tell. Lovely. They cut one cake together. 
feed each other a piece after kind of gearing up for it a bit. I think making sure that they're both ready, which is the polite thing to do instead of smashing cake in someone's face, which I don't recommend. Christine asks repeatedly if he's ready. Christine, with a full mouth, once again, is a total mood for me saying, we're not done, we're going to try all three of these cakes. Yes, you are. Ma'am, if you have three cakes on your wedding day, I say try each of them before anybody gets anything else. It's your day. They cut another cake together, but they stop, and they kiss quite passionately with Christine giggling. McKelty starts shouting, yelling, yeah, go mom! So save some for tonight, and Christine? Five alarm fire horned up, licks her lips and says, oh, we are, and like sucks some frosting off a finger. I don't know what to say, other than, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but it will get way hornier before we're done. Speaking of which, David slaps her on the butt. No shame in that. Fellas, every once in a while, you gotta give your lady a little tap on the bottom. Remind her who her man is. Christine yells, thanks for coming. We love you. Let the party begin. This wasn't the party? (laughs) I'm so introverted just watching this, I'm tired. There's a circle of ladies around Christine on the dance floor. She tosses the bouquet, which is ultimately caught by Tammy, David's sister. Tammy seems very pleased about this, which is nice. Christine gives Tammy a big hug. On the couch with Gabe, Savannah calls the wedding a lot of fun. And Gabe says, for the first time in a long time, it felt like the real Brown family was back. He doesn't sound mean. He doesn't sound like he's trying to be hurtful. Quite calm, honestly. But what a powerful healing statement for him to make. Lots of dance floor footage with people with glow sticks. Looks super duper fun. David is now in the middle of the dance floor, sitting in a chair. And yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, so Jared, David's friend, does some moves on David that you might see at the Deja Vu in South Bend, Indiana back in the day. Not that I saw that. I just heard about it. Christine recounts seeing this big guy yelling, Daddy, running to David and jumping in his arms. And she says with a tone of realization, Ah, this is Jared. David, flat and calm as usual, waves a hand a bit and explains that Jared isn't his son, but they grew up in the same neighborhood. And as David puts it, Jared likes to enjoy life. David shakes his head with a lot of emphasis, saying he isn't afraid to cut loose. We see Christine intervene. As Jared starts to do some boom-boom-room action on David's lap, Christine on the couch says that he motioned to her. She's sure of it. He didn't in that footage. This is confusing. She says it again. He motioned to me. I was going to take the challenge. But then they cut back to the footage, and Christine is, is far away again, or away again, and he does motion to her. I'm not sure what happened with this editing here. It was weird. Christine then sits on David's lap and starts kind of grinding on him, and I... I feel like I need to call an adult that I can trust. Christine was some shock in the retelling of seeing Janelle and her mom right there, so she didn't know her mom was so close by. And the nod saying all of our kids were there. Squints a bit, says she guesses it was a bit too much for some of them, but then shakes her head with a small smile and says she doesn't care. <laughs> she does not, that is clear. In the footage, Janelle is laughing very loudly, watching this happen, smiling broadly at least in the moment, seems to be loving it. They both stand, and Gabe immediately walks over and takes the chair away. Gabe just enters without without stopping, completely fluid motion, walks up, grabs that chair, and leaves. (laughs) Janelle says it was weird for her and her kids, felt it was weird, but says whatever. She raises her palms up in defeat, says it's their wedding, maybe being a little bit more negative than she wanted to be, and says it's great, it's great. More talk of Christine's wedding with Cody at this point, again talking about how quiet and small it was and how plural weddings aren't celebrated in the AUB, in their faith. David says, so we're going to have one awesome big party and with lots of joy. Christine says, yes. 
Gabe, very kind, says it was very wholesome and made him feel very complete. I have to feel, again, those are very significant, purposeful words from a young man who has been harmed quite a bit by, let's just say, not the relationship with a parent that he deserves, and certainly not the one I think he wanted. Savannah looks at Gabe with kind of a wistful smile as he talks about being back together around a happy family again. He sounds so peaceful. Stillness, the kind of happiness that comes from being still and at peace rather than animated by an outside energy. Hunter, Caleb, and Madison talking about this fairy tale wedding, how big it was, how important. More people with glow sticks and cheering as Christine and David walk to leave the reception and start their lives officially as a married couple. They call it magic, a dream come true. Very powerful watching this, overwhelming really to me at times. David says he feels like he's known Christine his whole life. David and Christine are getting ready to leave and they pass by a small table with a white tablecloth and two pumpkins on it? What was this? I don't know. Anyway, we end the episode. David says, I was single for too many years. It's awesome to have you. Christine says, I was sharing for too many years. and It's awesome to have you too. What a nice thought. What a nice moment to end this on. There you have it. That is episode two of Christine and David's wedding celebration special. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for doing your part to support this podcast. If you don't already and you like this, the most important thing you can do for me is to subscribe or follow The Sister Wives Professor on whatever chosen platform you're listening to it right now. You're welcome to email me any thoughts or questions you have to thesisterwivesprofessor at gmail.com. I love answering my emails. I read them all. I respond to them all. Your thoughts are very important to me. You can keep up with me on Facebook by searching The Sister Wives Professor and liking and or following the podcast there. And of course, if you want more content from me, if you want to hear me talk about Real Housewives, welcome to Plathville, or deep dives on Sister Wives content, like, for example, why I think Christine blames Robin, whereas Janelle blames Cody for the end of the Brown family as we knew it. That's already up there, along with reviews at the talkbacks, lookbacks, and all kinds of other stuff. Thanks for your time. I always am happy to spend time with you. It's an important part of my life. I'm Dr. Adam. I'm the Sister Wives Professor. I'm a teacher. I'm a researcher. And I'm a follower of Sister Wives. And I'm here, as always, to remind you that you deserve kindness, so be kind to yourself. Thank you for existing. The world is much better because you do. So do me a favor. Keep doing that. And I'm going to do the same. And I'll talk to you later. Later.